I became even more full-time when my children were born. And what they taught me through this was that it's not impossible to be a full-time musician with children. It's just a lot of hard work, but I wouldn't have it any other way because what they've driven me to be able to achieve is so much more than what I would have done for myself. Knowing that they are there supporting me is much more of a motivation than any kind of paycheck or you know, incentive by another human. Welcome to Shotgun Story, the podcast that has conversations with indie creators about music, meaning, and the point of it all, so that you may be inspired by the journeys of other artists who are doing it for themselves, and maybe gain a little more understanding as to why it matters quite so much that you keep creating. There is so much to understand about what it means to have a career as an independent artist. And when you add children to the mix, it can become a little more complex. To help keep you creating, we're excited to bring you this 10-part series, focusing particularly on being a parent in the music industry. This project is made possible with support from the Music in Africa Foundation, the German Federal Foreign Office, Siemens Stiftung and Goethe Institute. As a musician and a parent, I know firsthand some of the challenges faced, and so these conversations have been really eye-opening. And remember to go to shotgunstory.com for bonus behind-the-scenes content from today's episode, as well as to explore the other conversations in this series. Jennifer Eves is a songwriter, an artist, a poet, a painter, a pianist, a teacher, a singer, a guitarist, and the composer, one of the composers, of a band called Jenny and the Jameses. She's also a mum, and she is in studio remotely with me here on this fabulous new series on parents in the music industry. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Tori. So nice to be here with you. What a privilege for me. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about the topic. And it's something that we have shared stages and spoken of in the past. I want to start with music. Why music? What drew you here? Well, I think it wasn't so much a choice for me. I think as young as I can remember, singing and music has been a driving force in my life. I mean, I did music through school and you know, the usual paths that most children take. But by the time I got to leaving school, I was faced with this choice. Do I study music or is it just a hobby? And so took a year off to try and decide, but soon realized that without full-time music in my life that that was my life source and there was no ways I could keep going on so enrolled at university and studied a degree in music which is quite a process <laughs> it's not the typical route for all musicians but for me it was the way that I could fully immerse myself into music and then come to realize that it wasn't a choice that it was in fact exactly who I was so yeah music was never a decision I think my earliest memory of not knowing which career path I would take was when I thought I was going to be a dancer but I just hadn't discovered the piano yet. <laughs> so that quickly changed as soon as I learned to play the piano. What kind of dancing did you do? Oh, I mean, as a child, I did modern dancing and, you know, all the fun dancing that all children do. I realized I loved being on the stage. I loved expressing myself. And I loved that feeling of not having to be fully yourself, but actually projecting a personality through your body or through the music of the dance that allowed you to be who you wanted to be in that moment. And so the life of stage performance really drew me in right from when I was probably about six. Wonderful. Will you encourage your children? Do you encourage your children now to follow the art? I do. I encourage them, but also I'm walking a fine line with them 
because I don't want to force them into what I feel is the most magical decision for their lives. And I've got to be careful knowing that they may have other ideas for their own lives. So as you mentioned, I have two children and my eldest son is 10 now and playing the piano beautifully, also singing beautifully. And the youngest one is singing, but we keep it very casual. So I try and include them wherever I can in music in the home and encourage them to take lessons at school, but being careful not to force them because I really want them to choose it for themselves if that's their path. And if not, well, then hopefully they will develop a sense of appreciation for the arts and maybe they'll be the audience that pays. <laughs> you know, when, when the artists need that support, they'll be there. So that's what I'm hoping for. Wonderful. I'm going to take it back a little bit before we go dive deep into parenting to get a bit of context for any listeners who don't know your music. What are some highlights of your career so far? I often think of my career being defined by sort of two personalities. It's my solo career, which is one very distinctive sound and personality in a sense in music. And then my career that I run alongside of that, Equal Love, being Jenny and the Jameses. And each of those two sides have given me highs and lows, things worth mentioning, but also have worked to serve each other to achieving proper musical goals that have become highlights. And I would say some of the biggest ones would be local achievements, like playing on the Kirsten Bosch stage. And a quick side note there, I have a memory of you playing the same festival as me. You had a baby, a tiny baby. And I didn't know you at the time, but I saw you there and I was like, my babies are just in the audience and yours are sort of still tucked under your shirts. And that was on Kirsten Bosch at the Cape Town Folk and Acoustic Festival. So those become local highlights. Secondly, and very significantly, was getting to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2019 as an artist and being invited as opposed to feeling the slog of having to try and wade your way through all the admin. Wow. Um, a massive highlight for Jenny and the Jameses and something that I'm really hoping we'll be able to repeat again in the future. Beautiful. That's definitely on my bucket list. It's worth it. It's worth getting there. If you can get there, get there. <laughs> so now what came first, parenting or music in terms of career? Music came first. Um, so pursuing a career in music was all I did right from the very beginning. And a lot of people said to me, by the time you have babies, you're probably going to have to put that aside. And I remember that moment very distinctively when I was pregnant with my first child and people sort of said to me, so what now, you know, what are you going to do? Stay at home mom or how are you going to, you know, navigate your career? And I said, this is my time. This is my time to be the musician I've always wanted to be. I'm not going to give up my dreams. I'm going to pursue them full time now. Because at the time I was still working also as a music teacher in a school, which was wonderful. I loved it. But I also knew that that wasn't my whole life. And if I ever had a time to be a full time musician, it was going to be now. So, in essence, I became even more full-time when my children were born. And what they taught me through this was that it's not impossible to be a full-time musician with children. It's just a lot of hard work, but I wouldn't have it any other way because what they've driven me to be able to achieve is so much more than what I would have done for myself. Knowing that they are there supporting me is much more of a motivation than any kind of paycheck or you know, incentive by another human. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did you have any ideas of how it might impact your career having kids before you had them? To be honest, I actually didn't. I think I went in a little naively. I just assumed that I would carry on as normal. And in some ways, a lot of my life has been like that. I don't like to think too far ahead. 
I try and stay present wherever possible because I know that the greatest joys are happening right now and the things that are going to happen in the future might not happen. So if I worry about them too much, then I'm just going to be wasting my present time. So maybe that's why I went in sort of full force. I just didn't think far enough ahead. <laughs> just didn't give myself another option. Yeah. And so what are some of the challenges that have come up that you face on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, challenges are real. I think the biggest one that you would probably relate to is just finding time, time to be creative, because where before you might have had as much time as you needed or you could allocate a day or take off time to do things, now you are a full-time mother having to be available for everybody's needs. And obviously those needs change according to the age of your children. I would find myself one of the big challenges was having to prepare for shows, memorizing lyrics, um, working on accompaniments potentially for other singers and things that required a lot of work. But finding myself doing it at sort of midnight uh, when everyone else was asleep and then keeping an ear open for when the first cry would happen for somebody who needed to be fed or a bad dream or just got woken up by something. So the greatest challenge was, I think, initially was just being tired a lot of the time and then having to learn how to fit my creativity into times when it wasn't necessarily my favorite time. But then even having said that, that became actually a huge lesson to me in how I think we limit ourselves by by kind of labeling ourselves as, as artists who have to work spontaneously. And actually, in fact, we can work quite efficiently if we get given time to do it. I think I need to take some lessons from you on how oh, to no. do that. I'm, I feel like I'm it's, still... It is a challenge. It is a challenge. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. That was so um, high. <laughs> it's those, those midnight hours that used to be possible, but it feels like maybe it's the older you get or the tireder you get, the less reserves you have. And so the midnight hours currently feel impossible. It's, that's very true. Very, very true where I used to be able to start a gig at half past nine and feel fresh and ready to go through the night. Now I sort of look at the clock and go, why is everyone still here? <laughs> you know, why do I have to start performing now? Why but, did you um, put me on at this time? Yeah, I'm happy to take the opening slot, like totally happy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think what I have found though, yes, I agree with you that those midnight hours, those times when you really just want to go to bed, I recently have found that there is still energy in that tiredness. And at the moment, I'm busy recording an album purely starting at about 9.30 every evening and always in my pajamas. <laughs> Wonderful. So do you have your own recording setup? A very basic recording setup. That obviously was only brought on through COVID times. I think everyone sort of jacked up their systems. When COVID hit two years ago, I had nothing, absolutely nothing to do any recordings with. And it was extremely frustrating But what it did do was what it did for many artists is gave us the opportunity to record using even things like our cell phone microphones and then sharing those voice notes and little amateur recordings with other people and then collaborate through GarageBand and things like that, yeah. which actually freed us up to do a lot of work with very limited resources. And where I thought before that you had to be in studio to get a good quality sound, I now have realized that there's actually a lot more available to us at home. So very, very basic setup at home, but it seems to be working for me for now. Amazing. It's my favorite, in fact, because moms really can do it all. And dads. Moms, moms and dads, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> well, if we put our minds to it, we can do a lot. So do you think that having kids has changed your fans' perception of you? 
I do, actually. I noticed this right near the beginning, that I felt that I got more respect for being a slightly more mature woman in the industry who's also managing some very real life challenges. And I would find that the kind of responses I would get from audiences was one of much more engagement and curiosity about my life and how they could relate. Sometimes I think when people see artists on stage, there's an assumption that you're something special or different and your life is not the same as everybody else's. But as soon as they realized that I had children, there was a, an instant connection making me re more relatable, I think. And from that, I got much more interactive audience and one that I absolutely love. And so I feel that it's actually been a huge positive as being an artist with children. It definitely changes your perspective. And I think it helps others around you see that you're actually very normal. We are in this industry where sex sells. Has that ever impacted you and your career? I mean, maybe less in the folk scene than in the pop market, but has it ever impacted you? Yes, definitely. I think that to say that it hadn't as being a woman here in South Africa and in this industry, I think if we find someone who says that it hasn't then been saved from <laughs> a lot. Yes, definitely. It has impacted me. I think small scale, just being general harassment and inappropriate kind of interactions with people in audiences has been one side of it. And then the other being the kinds of perceptions that people have about women, what they look like, and therefore how they can perform. And I'm not talking about sexual things, but rather just the fact that if you are pretty or if you look well put together, there's an assumption that you also can't play the guitar or you need a male on stage with you to back you <laughs> for whatever reason. So those kinds of things I think have impacted me more than the harassment side of things. Just a general perception that women somehow aren't as good as men in the music world, which is unusual because it doesn't require anything other than your hands and your voice to make the music. So I'm not sure why you would need anything else. But yeah, those kind of things I've had to face quite a lot. But I think the folk world is a little tamer than some of the others. And I'm also so lucky to be surrounded by the most amazing musicians Outside of the few things I've had to endure, I've also been so well supported and loved by the male musicians in my field too, especially the band that I'm in, but also the ripple of the people that are surrounding me, older and younger men, with huge respect, and they fight on my behalf, which is, is just so encouraging too. So yes, it's a difficult industry for women, but at the same time, there are some very good men supporting us too. Yeah. And do you encounter many women in our industry who decide to have babies and then remain in the industry? There are few women in our position. So women who stay in the music industry and have babies. There are it's really a handful that I've encountered myself. Mm -hmm. A lot of the women that I know who have children sort of took time off before they came back. So came back a little more mature and a little bit more fiery, which is also wonderful and huge inspiration to me. But very few sort of stick it out through the difficult, very, you know, the early days. Yeah. And every time I meet someone who's done it, I just feel like that person is like my sister, <laughs> you know, like you being one of those. And I can name quite a few more. Just someone who looks at you and goes, oh, I know. I know what that felt like, you know. Yeah, there aren't as many. Hopefully there'll be more in the future. But it is tough. Yeah, I mean, it is tough. <laughs> How do you do it? What's your support system like? Well, I think huge support comes from my parents, my family. 
And their support of not just my music from as a child and through Varsity and all those things, their support also comes very practically where they are available to me to help with picking up, dropping off, babysitting, feeding. I think if it weren't for them, I would find this a huge amount harder. Family is extremely important to me and have supported me all the way. So that is my main support. I am a single mother, so that part has been more of a challenge. But it's amazing how people sort of reach out and help where they can, neighborhood people, neighbors down the road, things like that, because they know that there's more support required. So yeah, family, it's all about family. Jen, that's amazing. I didn't realize that you were a single mother. Relatively recently, about two years now. It also changes the picture a lot for me, because that is incredible, because this is, this is hard. It is hard. I think I am lucky that my children are a little bit older. I think it would yeah. be much harder to do it with babies. So I have two wonderful boys who are who are able. They're able to to also participate in helping. Although I am very hands on at the same time, they are able to do things like feed themselves and you yeah. know have a shower and things like that, which is much harder when they're babies. Yeah, totally. And when you tour, I mean, do you go on tour? Do you take them with? Do they stay with your mum? Okay, so yes, touring is always complicated. Having only been a single mother for about two years, so it's during this COVID time, there haven't been many tours. Yeah. Um, tours have been shorter. So weekends and, and, you know, extended sort of four day weekends. Normally they will go to their father for that time or to my mother who, for the grandparents. And that's amazing to have that on both options. Generally, I try and plan my schedule around when I know that they will have time with their father so that they will have the best of both worlds because touring has a huge impact on the family. Totally. Do you know of any support for parents in the music industry? I don't know of any support particularly, but having said that, I've never experienced a lack of support. So although there may not be a formal organization who will come and help necessarily, I have found that there is an overwhelming internal support system, whether it's the venues that are hosting you. If you say at any point, can I bring my children? They will make a plan. They will feed them. They will make sure that there's a bed. I mean, I've played gigs where I've taken my children and they've slept on cushions in front of the stage, you know, sort of wrapped up by the warmth of the venue. I've had places where the children have come on stage with me and sort of just been sitting behind my feet or dancing along with. So I would say... The support has been overwhelming internally. And I think that's one of the things about our music industry here in South Africa is that we don't receive a huge amount of support externally, but internally it's the most wonderful family. Mm. And at any point people reach out and just hold your hand or pull you along or say, how can I help you? So I've never felt alone in it. That's so beautiful. Could you think of any ways the music industry externally could do a better job at supporting parents? To be honest, I think it would just be a very, very practical thing. It's not so much about the need for child support, but I think it would be just having a little bit of security and knowing that, I mean, we've spoken about this at length during these COVID times, but it's security of finance. So a slightly regulated system of payment, I think, would be a support to all musicians to not wonder if you are going to be paid for a gig that you did or if you should negotiate lower if there was a system in place that allowed us to have the confidence to go to work and to work in the profession that we're trained to be in and to come home with our heads held high, knowing that we were paid for the work, 
would be amazing support. It would give us the confidence to then get the babysitter, bring the children along on that flight because you knew that you would be paid for it. And I think those are the kinds of things that we long for in our industry is just a recognition that our work is contributing towards the overall cultures in our country, South Africa, and that there's value in that. And I think that often all we need is just acknowledgement through the finances and then we feel pretty supported. Yeah, I mean, finance is obviously a, a big one. Yeah, it is a massive one. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Do you think that being a parent has influenced your creative process at all? Yes, most definitely. I think that there's probably uh, stages of creativity that I haven't even encountered yet, but I do know there was a big shift from the moment that I had my children. I think a sense of perspective maybe to shift my songwriting and my focus outside of myself and also to start seeing the world and my interactions with it through eyes that were not just my own. And I think that that had a massive impact on my creativity as I move forward. I think every mother's written a song about a child and Mm. about how their heart is broken (laughs) as a result. I think every single mother artist that I've heard, I can't wait to hear their song about their child because every single one is interesting, different, and so true. Um, So that opens up an entire world of creativity right there. But I think also just a deeper hunger and desire to be creative because you recognize that your contributions are actually meaningful now, not just to yourself, but to your family. Yeah. How do your children feel about your music? My children are so beautifully supportive. Of course, they don't want to come to every show. And of course, <laughs> uh, they you know, ask to have screen time when I'm practicing. <laughs> but I think that's a normal child. But yet they are supportive. They love music. They've never known me as being anything other than a musician. So for them, being mom is being me as I am. And my greatest joys always come from when I walk past their bedrooms and hear them singing one of my songs um, in their little voices. And I think I've made it. I've actually made it. Like, this is it. I've made it. (laughs) That's so nice. (laughs) It's so wonderful. One day I'm going to try and get them to sing harmony, but I haven't quite cracked that one yet. (laughs) So, local artist that you would recommend people look out for? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one because there are so many. All right, let me just think of my list. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually hard to know where to start. Are you looking for female artists or are you saying any artist to look out for? Any local artist, no prerequisites. The top of my head, actually, is John Shaban. I think you know him well, local Mm. artist here in Cape Town, for reasons being particularly his storytelling and lyric ability and his just his amazing delivery, captivating not just to me, but interestingly enough, I did a house concert with John a number of years ago and invited my parents and my children. And across the board, he was such a favorite that his CD became one of the the most played CDs in my car. So I would say John is definitely worth seeing, not just buying his music, but going to see live. He's fantastic. Who next? (laughs) There's so many for different reasons. Jack Thomas for his amazing vocal and performance ability. I have to say, although she's not here right now, Josie Field, um, she's in the UK right now, but she is still local. She's my cousin, and she is absolutely beautiful, pursued music with her whole heart, her whole life too. Then there's a whole spectrum of folkies. These are singer-songwriters I've mentioned. 
but the folkies, such as the Blundells, a history of music behind every song that is inspiring and captivating and filled with knowledge and wisdom of the industry. How many more do you want? <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is good. I always forget that Josie's your cousin. Yes, yeah. Small world, eh? It is a small world, yeah. Do you have any advice, both for indie artists who are trying to find their way in the music industry and indie artists who are thinking of becoming parents but still want to make music? Okay, I would say equip yourself as best as possible, and that is in your knowledge of music. We all have a gift in music, and that's often what pulls us in. But equip yourself by learning as much as possible. So whether it's taking lessons in your instrument, there's no shame in taking a lesson, even if you are a professional musician, because you're only going to get better. It's a gift to yourself. So take the vocal lessons. Maybe go to a drama coach or something where they teach you about stagecraft. Learn more about your instrument and practice. So equip yourself as best as possible. Don't be afraid to work really, really hard. And I'd say probably the most important and the thing that I hold on to the most is build relationships. There is a place for all of us in this industry. There is literally a space for every single person who makes music in this industry. It is not a competition. So build friendships because it's through relationships that you will get platforms. You will get more joy. There's nothing more amazing than sitting with another musician in a room and singing in harmony or playing guitar together, or teaching each other a new song, that's where it's at. It's not about the fame. I mean, let's be realistic. Here in South Africa, the pool is quite wide. We're not going to suddenly become, well, some of us may, maybe not, uh, become super famous. But it's not about that. It's about staying in the industry. So the only way you can stay in the industry is make friends. Mm. Stop bad-mouthing other musicians. It's not worth it. You don't gain a thing from being ugly. Be kind and support. If you've got a space for someone to open for you, give them that space. If you want to open for somebody else, go make friends with them. You'll find your space in the industry. Beautiful. And I think from the perspective of having babies, sorry, I forgot about that. If you want a family, then that's an extension of you. So just do it. <laughs> yeah. Challenges and all. Yeah. It makes life much yeah, more colorful, worth. much more interesting. Ooh, it's very worth it. And you get us at least one song out of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, you will get that one mom song. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how can people get in touch with you to find out more about what you're doing and to follow along with your journey? Obviously, the easiest way is through our social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, and websites, jenniferevesmusic.com. Also, will take you to, to the Facebook pages. And I would say Jenny and the Jameses is a good place to also go check out. That's on Facebook and Instagram because you'll find all the information. But I do appreciate and I really think it's important that we use word of mouth too. So chat to people about their favorite local bands, like you've said, who's playing at Cafe Rue, who's playing at Elma Cafe, those kinds of places. And you'll find that names, our name will come up, my name will come up. And it's a really good way of staying in touch. Wonderful. This has been delightful. Thank you, Tori. It's so nice to chat to you. <laughs> That's so nice. And actually, I can't wait to come to Cape Town because I'd like to continue this conversation there. No, we definitely will. But I think we'll do it in my house. <laughs> exactly. Over a cup of tea. Yeah. And then a gig that we will do together. <laughs> exactly. How lucky. <laughs> with some harmonies. Uh, yes, with some harmonies. Definitely. Yeah, we always work at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, thank you so much. 
Well, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to talk to you and just for taking the time to share what it's like to be a parent in this industry. You've got to stick together. Truth. This episode was made possible by the Music in Africa Foundation, the German Federal Foreign Office, Siemens Stiftung and Goethe Institute. The Music in Africa Foundation is a pan-African non-profit organization based in Johannesburg, South Africa, with satellite offices in East, West and Central Africa. Their mission is to support the African music sector through promoting knowledge exchange and creating opportunities and capacity for music professionals. I'm Shotgun Tori, and if you're an indie artist whose passion for what you do can inspire or fuel others, get in touch. I'd love to chat. You can find me on my website at shotguntori.com. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. My sons and I took a walk down by the station To see the trains First breaking the clouds After days of pouring rain There's a man feeding pigeons With the last of his breath Speaking of the old days as if it wasn't in his head As if it wasn't in his head While Rafa searches for treasure under stones by the My eyes meet a woman's whose years have been spent In a moment we're the same to her dreads and her heels There's a truth in her eyes and I know that she knows And I know that she Shatter on the ground I've been
I've been left here for two.